Hi there. Welcome to the Woman Inspired Podcast. I'm Karen. I'm really glad you joined me today. Today's podcast episode is called TMI, or too much information, or I really was going to call it information overload, but I had other reasons for changing the title to TMI, and uh, I think it's appropriate. So I am really glad you joined me. If you would like more information on this podcast about who I am on booking or scheduling me to speak at a retreat or a conference, you can go to womaninspired.com. Check me out there and I'll have more information at the end of this podcast. Uh, you can find me on One Woman Inspired. That um, is my name, my title, my profile, my ID for Instagram, the number one followed by Woman Inspired. So you can search that and find me on Instagram to follow me there. I try to post as much information there as well. Um, and some of it's goofy. But there you go. I appreciate you following me. If you wouldn't mind sharing this podcast with somebody who you think might enjoy it um, or forcing it upon them, I'm good either way. And you can let them know that they can find it on Pandora, iHeart, Podbean, Apple, Google, pretty much anywhere you find podcasts. So I'm just glad you're here with me today. All right. Have you ever been in a public space and ended up listening to a private conversation? Holy smokes, I have <laughs> more than once. Most of the time I try to engage myself in my own conversations in my head, even if it's, you know, just a, a little bit of this and that, just so I can tune out those should be done in private, not in public conversations that some people have. Um, but that can be really extremely difficult to do. If you listen to um, this podcast very much, uh, uh, even more than a handful of times, you will easily be able to discern that, well... I hear well, like it or not. I hear you. I see you. And I do remember things. And so if you see me in a store, put your cell phone away, take it off speaker, um, add a little duct tape to your lips and try not to say anything because frankly, you might end up in one of my podcasts if you don't watch it. So no, but really, I don't repeat everything I hear or see. I'm a nitpicky person when it comes to confidentiality and keeping conversations with someone private. So as far as I, as what I say and do, I'm an open book as needed. I'm not an open library where you can come into my space anytime you want and demand to look at my books or read my thoughts or ask me questions and share my stories. But if I welcome you in, I am for sure an open book. If I'm in a public area and someone else is and they don't have the mindset, care, concern or attention or respect to keep their business their business, one can only decide that most of the time they're happy to make their business your business or his business and her business and my business. And I'm observant. So I think in cases where I share things I've seen or encountered, it's because I was there at just the right and perfect appointed time. I needed to see or hear what those people had to say or what that scenario was and situation is because when I witnessed it, it offered something to me. And in turn, I get to share it with you all. <laughs> I get to share it with you all. Oh gosh, I feel like I'm losing my voice. <clears throat> Pray for me. <laughs> Hopefully I'm not losing my voice. Anyway, I get to share those things with you and, and anyone else who dares to listen in. So yes, uh, podcast follower 8675309. Taking a deep breath here. I do repeat things. And no, I don't believe it's being unchristlike. So relaying real life stories and occurrences is a far cry from being told something in confidence and repeating it. I've taken many a class through the years on confidentiality and let me define it for you. 
According to good old Merriam-Webster, confidentiality is marked by intimacy or willingness to confide. It is keeping something in private and in secret. It is also an agreement not to disclose private information. Some synonyms for confidentiality um, are hushed, non-public, private, hush-hush, no, that last one's not, not in the dictionary. Shh, it's not in there um, for that, but I added that myself. But I think it applies. So actually, 8675309, your comment couldn't have come at a better time since I was writing this podcast titled uh, Information Overload, and I kind of shifted it to TMI um, when your comment came through. So thank you for that. And since you made a public comment, I have used that comment right here and right now. As an example, just like I have the things and conversations I've witnessed in public, the private matters I have relayed in my podcast are largely my own and possibly my husband's, but he doesn't get a say so in the matter. Well, actually he does. We do talk about things, but he's all for using whatever we've got or whatever we're living through or we've been through, good or bad, heartbreaking or hilarious, to reach people as God calls, and I'm in agreement with him. And so I shall continue to relay stories, real life stories about people and places, things I see and scenarios I witness as I try to go about my average everyday life. I know better than to share things about family and friends that are seriously private. And for those who listen to the podcast, they know this as well. You never hear me really tell any names at all. And if you're new here, by now, you know, too, in case, like Mr. or Mrs. 8675309, in case you were wondering, that's the fact. However, I cannot be responsible if you're doing something kooky, crazy, or loud and end up in one of these stories in my podcast or during a speaking engagement. So, but if every um, one, if you're out there, every one of you, and you're out and about and you do something totally crazy, whether it's near me or not, and you don't want others to know, then in this day and age, you really should let them know before you leave the area. It would behoove you to make it known, uh, to tell someone not to repeat it, not to repeat what they saw. And what, because one thing I don't do and will not do is videotape someone or grab my phone and put someone else's life on social media. In a podcast, there's some anonymity, not so much on social media with videos and pictures. I've always had an issue with that because sometimes you do let others have too much information in your life and you don't real about your life and what you're going through and you don't mean to. And those moments do not need to be leaked onto social media because someone decided to pick up their phone and videotape you or take pictures of you. Um, in my opinion, it's TMI. It's way too much information uh, to be put on social media and to witness private parts of someone else's life. You know, like someone having an argument with a spouse in the parking lot at the gas station. You don't need to be videotaping that and putting it online. It's too much information to share a video of a child crying after he was pushed down by a bully in the yard and someone records it and puts it online because they think it's funny. And it's way too much eye information for me to see pics and videos of women or men in Walmart with a thong sticking up uh, out of the top of their pant line or seeing the top of their crack. Nope. I don't need to see that. That really crosses the TMI eyesight line for me. <laughs> and before I go on with the rest of this podcast, I absolutely must say to follower commenter 8675309 that I see you. And while I appreciate your feedback, and I really do, 
I do not appreciate the fact that your name slash number now has me singing that Rick Springfield song in my head over and over and over again. So shame on you. <laughs> this is what's going on in my head for days. And you're welcome to anyone listening if you now have that problem too. <laughs> so for those whose life I have shared, though I doubt most of the people at the deli and in the grocery store listen to this podcast or care one way or the other, I must thank you. I thank you for your contribution. I will pay you exactly what I am paid as of this recording of this podcast. Nothing. <laughs> but please do take pleasure in the fact that God has somehow used you and your words and your experiences and mine to get a message across. At the very least, sometimes you entertain me. And I love that and I'm thankful. But how important the message is that comes across from what I've witnessed depends totally on God. And how it gets out is up to me and whether or not I'm obedient to share what he calls me to share and what he's put on my heart. So there you go. That's my now annual podcast disclaimer. But today's podcast episode titled TMI or too much information or information overload, all the various subsets there, it fits right along with this disclaimer. I have a pod quote for you. So if you want to remember this, please write it down, just not while you're driving. All right. This is from Tom Waits. We are living beneath the weight of information, which is being confused with knowledge. Well, quantity is being confused with abundance and wealth with happiness. We are monkeys with money and guns. Okay. So no, I don't want to be made out to be a, a monkey who doesn't know how to handle money and guns. But I love this quote because of it. All right. We are living beneath the weight of information, which is being confused with knowledge. Well, quantity is being confused with abundance and wealth with happiness. Wow. That's a lot. I love it because it reminds us that we should take caution not to confuse information with knowledge. And yet I believe that very thing is an epidemic far worse than the recent pandemic we've seen. And I say that because people walk around thinking they're armed with knowledge and making decisions off of it and proclaiming they know what's best for the world so that they can attract followers and congregants in churches and constituents in political arenas. And yet all the while they're merely armed with information, not knowledge. And that's dangerous. That affects people's very lives, their health, their pocketbook, in so many areas of life. And I'm not talking about one political leaning or another. That's not what this is about. Um, it's a dangerous thing to think that you have uh, knowledge when you merely have information. And yes, knowledge starts with information, but it goes way deeper than that. So let's take reading the Bible. There's a difference between knowing about the Bible and knowing what it means. One is information, one is knowledge. There's a difference between quoting a scripture that you mold to fit any scenario you want and actually reading the scripture and studying it for the true meaning in it and sharing that knowledge. There's a difference between knowing about God and knowing God. There's a difference between reading a cookbook and actually cooking a meal. There's a difference between studying how to be a surgeon and actually becoming a surgeon. I'm not sure about you, but if I'm going to have surgery, which I have personally done uh, more than 20 times, I want a surgeon who has actually done a residency, had a practice and experience, not someone who has just read about it and never performed a surgery before. So 
With so many people in society today on information overload through technology, there's very little room for people actually embracing knowledge and deciphering what the difference is because people are overloaded with information, good or bad, right or wrong, accurate or filled with manure, we're bombarded and overloaded with information. When someone sees a 30 second clip online and they think they understand the whole story from that 30 second clip, there's a problem. And you might say, wait, 30 seconds, 30 seconds. I'll talk here. You might say that 30 seconds isn't information overload and you might be right. It's usually not. But the virtual bombardment of a hundred different 30 second clips of various kinds is an issue. That's information overload because that's what a lot of people do. And that's just in one hour in the afternoon or one evening, a hundred different 30 second clips. So if you've ever taken any college level classes, you're probably aware of something called cliff notes. Basically, it's like studying your courses, but everything comes at you through the Reader's Digest condensed version. So there's key topics and language and meanings that are relating them, but they're not the full version of what you need to know. So I liken today's TMI and information overload to a med student learning by just reading the cliff notes. It's just a shortened version of something. So they're not getting all of what they need to be knowledgeable about what they need to be knowledgeable for in order to do surgery. Let's just say, what if they, they got all their information by um, playing the game operation? This is a quick 20 second turns that you have using a tiny, tiny tool to extract things that aren't real from an electronic game that can only buzz at you and overload your brain and your senses with all of these loud buzzings every time you can't get the little thing out of the operation game. It lets you know that you failed, but it doesn't give you the knowledge to correct yourself. It doesn't give you the knowledge you really need to perform surgery. But is that what people are doing? Is taking that thing or playing a game or some, some small snippet of something and saying that they're knowledgeable when really they just have information or they've just been goofing around with something. We have a joke in our house about TMI. When our kids were little and went through the ew stage, you know, when kids are younger and they think that a lot of life scenarios and experiences and things are gross, like when mom and dad kiss, ew. And if maybe dad isn't feeling well and he says he needs to use the bathroom, ew. Or if they overhear a conversation that I might say where I had cramps and I had PMS, we'd hear, ew, TMI, TMI mama. So we started adding a letter in that acronym. You've probably heard me say it before in some of my podcasts because it's just habit now after all these years. Um, but if it was too much information about dad, we all would say TMDI, TMDI, too much daddy information. Or if it was about me, it would be TMMI, too much mama information. So TM, fill in the blank with someone's initial information. We'll probably always say it that way. But the other day in the hardware store, I got a little TNGI, too much gardener information. So yes, hold on 5675309. I love you, but here comes a replay of something I heard in the hardware store. Just wanted to make sure you were prepared. All right, so I was in line at this major huge super chain style hardware store that rhymes with woes <laughs> and the person in line in front of me was on her phone in the store with it on speakerphone having a conversation that I quickly discerned really should have been kept in private but she didn't seem to care 
And it wasn't like I could say anything to her. It, it wasn't my business to tell her to get off the phone. But I don't ever know what someone's reaction would be either. I've seen people do that. Tell people in the store, um, excuse me, but you're bothering me. You have, and it turns into an altercation. So I'm very cautious about this. So here she had this huge long cart, you know, one of those, not a cart, cart, like a grocery cart, but one of those big long, can't remember the name of it right now, pallet things. And it was filled with gardening supplies. And she was going on and on on the phone, on speakerphone, lamenting with a friend on the other end about how she couldn't get logged into her Instagram account. She forgot her password and couldn't retrieve it. So the friend on the other end of the phone decided to look up tips on how to get back into your Instagram account and was reading them to her as she stood in line. She And so she's pulled up her account and she's trying to get logged, logged back in. And her friend on the other end says to her, um, is your, do you remember your password? Is it something easy to remember? And the woman in the store, the gardener says, Oh yes, my passwords are all things I couldn't remember quickly. So that's why I don't get why I can't get locked back in. So she went on to say that her password for her Instagram account was Harold Colorado, no spaces. Yeah, that's what she said. Harold Colorado, no spaces. First off, I was thinking, I need to stop her because this really is too much information. She shouldn't be giving her passwords out for a whole store to hear. But even though there were just a few of us around actually at the time, but I doubt any of us knew her name. I sure didn't or her login IDs. So I thought, well, it probably doesn't matter at this point and she'll probably have to change them. And then the woman on the line said, what kind of password is that? Harold, Colorado. And the TMGI gardener lady laughed and said, oh, you know that guy I told you about that I hooked up with in Colorado? That's him. <laughs> the friend said, oh, okay. And the TMGI lady said, it's easy for me to remember because I met him on Instagram and then I met him in person in Colorado when we hooked up. So he's my password. And I thought, wow, I did not need to know that. And I'm really glad I don't have my kids with me here. Um, again, too much information. But she went on to say, and my Facebook packs password is Evan Florida. And she giggled and laughed. And my LinkedIn is Ramos 65 <laughs> and laughed. And her friend said, oh, that's funny. I remember you telling me about Evan from Florida, but what's Ramos 65? And she said, oh, he's the guy I met at the rest stop off I-65 when I drove down to Florida. I kept, <laughs> I I kept looking around thinking, okay, this is a joke, right? There's somebody videotaping us, like me and a few other people to see what our reactions are so they can put it on social media. This is what I was thinking. I'm like, no way, because this went on for about five minutes. And, and the line slowly moved forward, but I, I didn't see anybody videotaping. So all the while I could see this person in front of her um, and the young lady with the spiked purple hair and nose ring at the checkout looking at her with a really critical eye so I know they could both hear her conversation too no, none of us said a word we all just politely tried to mind our own business even though there was too much gardener information going on I was really tempted to pull out my phone and put it on speakerphone and call somebody and just have a really loud outlandish conversation hoping it would spark the woman in front of me to stop her conversation but I was a little bit too stunned quite honestly by her conversation to do it I so she finally made her way to the checkout and her gardening supplies got rung up by that very serious stone-faced 
spiked hair checkout lady and she started to leave and so she's pushing her cart away and as she is this young spunky god bless her purple haired lady working the register hollered back at her have a good day i'll tell my husband ramos you said hi <laughs> and she turned and looked at me and grinned she was no longer stone-faced she grinned like crazy i laughed so hard I thought I was going to have to run to the bathroom and tinkle. I'm I'm not kidding. I know TMI. <laughs> we didn't speak of it. I didn't say a word. All I did was laugh. And she smiled. I mean, she didn't. I think that was a laugh to her. She just smiled really big. Uh, I don't think I could have talk about, talked about it at the moment um, if I tried. So she looked very satisfied with herself, though, <laughs> the woman at the checkout. So now I have no idea what the TMGI woman's response was because she just kept going. I think she was completely oblivious to it and oblivious to what she said. And maybe she was in her own world trying to figure out what her passwords were. And for some reason, though, for about a half an hour after that, I kept thinking, does she just take a trip and meet someone new every time she needs to change a password? <laughs> because wouldn't you eventually run out of places to go and passwords? I don't know. I would hope so. But I prayed for her and I really did. That's what I think you have to do. The only thing you can do when you have too much information shoved in your face and you don't want it, you don't know what to do with it. And maybe, maybe just maybe that person needs you to pray for them. So maybe they were put in your path for a reason. If we pay attention, if we seek God to comfort and help and guide people that we believe in our heart might need it when he puts them right in front of us, then isn't that using the information we're bombarded with in a positive way and things that we see or hear or discern in, in these scenarios, isn't that making the best of it in some small way? Isn't that a personal ministry of prayer? That's what I think, because maybe the things we think are too much information for us are actually just the right amount of information for us, just the right amount at just the right time to let us know that, hey, maybe this person needs to be prayed for and there isn't anybody else who's going to do it. And you're the one who's supposed to do it. And on the other side of that TMI information overload topic, I think about how much information we get, we do get bombarded with each day that you know, that day at the hardware store was seemingly a whole lot of information that I didn't need to add to my already overloaded brain. But I also walked away thinking, how many social media accounts does she need to have? Do any of us need to have? How much is too much? How much of that information translates to true knowledge? Those 30 second clips that come whizzing by us in the blink of an eye with just enough info in them to be dangerous, are they necessary or are they too much information? Are they causing us to have information overload? I heard someone on an interview the other day. It was kind of a, a self-interview. Uh, she would post the, the question, like typed up. It was on a, an Instagram Reels um, or, or maybe on TikTok. I don't know. But she had it across the top. I had clicked on um, this thing that said Bible study and prayer. And so there was a series of different things that came up. And so those are things that I like to do. Is it all valuable? No, not all of it is valuable, but some of it is. And so I have to watch myself too, that I don't get information overload. I actually only allow myself a very small amount of time on social media. Again, if you've heard me before, I'm not that fond of it. I try to utilize it, utilize it for what it's for and sometimes for entertainment purposes, because some things are really silly and, and giggly and everything. But um, here she had this 
thing where she would pose a question and then she would verbally answer it. She was videotaping herself. So it was kind of this interview style, so to speak. So she was asking people to pray for her to find more time to study the Bible because she had no time anymore uh, to study the Bible and she missed it and she felt like it might be affecting her life. And okay, this was a social media post, right? So I clicked on her site on her link and saw that she posted about 15 posts a day. And I took her seriously. I felt like she was sincerely asking for prayer. Uh, maybe it was a gimmick and she was just trying to get people to click on, on her thing. I don't know. It, it doesn't matter because God will take care of that. But yeah, I counted. I really took her request seriously. I wanted to know how to pray for her. And I quickly found out because she had plenty of time to post 15 or more 30 to second video clips a day for the previous couple of weeks. That's how far back I went and just kind of skimmed through them real quick. It, it included complaints about politics and reshares of, of funny videos and quotes and her doing TikTok challenges and dancing and things like this. But yet she said she didn't have time to hardly pick up her Bible and she couldn't figure out why. So my guess is she has information overload. Her senses, her sight, her hearing, her brain are overloaded with images and information that she's sucking in via social media, but also the time that she spends posting on social media. And you know what? She might sincerely really not know because don't we get in a habit of doing things sometimes and we don't realize how much those things actually take up our time? So when we do these things constantly on a daily basis, are we leaving any room for God? Are we allowing our our brains to just be overloaded to where we feel like we have no room for anything else? Are we leaving any room for us not to just know about God, but actually have a relationship with him? Are we leaving any room for information to turn into knowledge? Because it starts with information, but it's up to us whether we take it to something that is knowledgeable, whether we deep dive into it or not. Are we leaving room for scripture to be turned into action for our agreements to pray for other people to actually turn into real prayer for them. So as she prayed for more time to do Bible study, to learn and, and to know what God's word says, I think she was sincere. And that's why I took it seriously. But it made me think of 2 Timothy three sixteen through 17, where it says, All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness that the man of God may be competent and equipped for every good work. That's 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17. I think I said that. But, okay, so all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. Okay, we've got that part. It's telling us what scripture is and that it, this his word is breathed out by him. And it's profitable for us to use it in various different ways. Okay, and if we do, right, that that the man of God may be competent and equipped for every good work. So in other words, in order to be competent and equipped for every good work, we need to read that scripture that is breathed out by God. And I thought that's what she's longing for. She might not really know it, but God's word that he breathed out for us is put there so that we can learn from it and teach from it and have correction and guidance and training for our lives from it. And that's what she says she's longing for. But not if we don't know it, right? If we don't actually know the word, we can't be corrected by it, reproofed by it. We can't have it 
be profitable to us because we don't know it. So if we just know of it and we don't know it, then the second part will never occur. The a part the part that says that man will be competent and equipped for every good work because of it. Right? So the first part is there, but the second part depends on the first part. So in order to be competent and equipped for what we're called to do, for the good works and the good life, for this journey, this amazing, crazy, difficult, but beautiful journey of life that we've been blessed with, no matter what our gifts and talents are, no matter who we are or where we are, we have to read the God-breathed scriptures and know them, not just know about them or of them, but know them, not just have information, but have knowledge, not be so bombarded with TMWI, too much worldly information uh, that we don't get around to reading the Bible, that we don't get around to listening to what we're supposed to listen to and doing what we're supposed to do. So today I ask you, if you have TMWI, too much worldly information going on in your life, what can you do to help leave more time for the word of God that is breathed out just for you, just for me, just for us? Um, that will help you be more competent and equipped to do what God has called you to do. I hope you will think and pray about that. And um, I challenge you to do so. I thank you for tuning into the Woman Inspired Podcast. Please like, share, follow, um, thrust it upon somebody else. They can find me on iHeart, Pandora, Google, um, Apple, you name it. I'm out there on uh, your favorite ways to listen to podcasts. And again, I'm at womaninspired.com. I'm so glad you joined me. I pray you have a blessed day.